Good evening. <laughs> How are you? What? Yes. God is good, huh? And tonight I want to share with you a couple of verses in the Bible. And we will talk about gratefulness. And I think we are living in time when we forget our blessings. And I will tell you something. Your country, because it's your country, America, it's a so blessed country. Many countries around the world, they don't have many liberty and many things that you have. So I think it's something very important to be thankful every day and continue praying for all the country. Pray for Argentina. They are, we are having a tough moment down there, so pray for that and, and pray for us too. We are waiting to hopefully come back this year to Argentina. So I don't want to say a date because when I say a date, I don't know what, what happened. We say, yeah, in, in July, or no, in August, okay, hopefully before Christmas from this year. So tonight I want to talk about this gratefulness, and this phrase is from this woman, Helen Keller, she's blind, and she said this, so much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have. And many times we, we are not grateful with all the things we have. I remember one, one day I was visiting the jungle, in, in Venezuela, and I remember before we, we arrived at the, the, the jungle, one of the pastors talked to us and said, hey, guys, uh, you don't have a self, uh, you know, cell phone uh, uh, signal. Uh, we don't have electricity. We don't have bathroom there. We don't have this. We don't have that. So, and so we went that place, and I will tell you something. It was like that. No signal, no nothing. Uh, the bathroom was like in the middle of the wood. It was, okay, go there. That's the bathroom. And, and I remember the first day we made a, a, a service. So it was no power. So we used uh, like lamps and, and we were there. And we saw many people coming to the church that night. And I will tell you something. They were so happy to be there. And they don't have a lot of stuff that we have. But they were happy. And God gave me a lesson in that moment about sometimes we are so worried about the thing we don't have and we forget the many things that we have. So be grateful. It's hard to be grateful when everything is going wrong. But it's harder to be grateful when we had everything. Because it's like we, we think that's the normal. So tonight... We will talk about one lesson that Jesus used to teach us about uh, be grateful. It's in Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 13. We will read this couple of verses to 16. If you have a Bible there, we will read in Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through uh, 16. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the middle of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered in a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices 
and say, Jesus, Master, have, have mercy on us. Verse 14. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Verse 17. And Jesus answered, say, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he say unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity to open your word. Talk to a harlot. We want to hear your voice. Thank you, Lord, for Harvard Baptist Church. We pray for Pastor Shot and, and Lord, thank you. Because we are here in this country with a, a free country. We can open our Bibles, open the church, and have this service and, and enjoy and hear your voice. Lord, talk to our heart. Use my mouth, Lord, to talk your word. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So in this verse, we will see uh, this encounter between Jesus and these ten lepers. And something I know, the first thing is, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Uh, so this is very important to understand. Jesus passed through Samaria like when he went to meet the Samaritan woman. So something very important is uh, we need to remember between Samaritan and Jews, they were so close. That's true really now. They were like enemy. Uh, there was a great hostility between Jews and Samaritans. Uh, for the Jews, the Samaritans were impure and did not consider them equal, even though they had Jewish blood. Uh, uh, how they start the Samaritan well, after the great captivity of Israel by the king of Assyria, Assyria sent people to live in the regions, and this mixture of foreigners with some Jews who live in Samaria area was what we can know as the people of Samaria. So it was, uh, it was not pure Jewish. It was Assyrians and Jews mixed it, and they were uh, the Samaritans. In Second King chapter seventeen, verse twenty-four, we can see this. In 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, 17, verse 24, And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon and from Cuthan and from Ava and from Hamad and from Sepharvain and placed them in the, city, in the city of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. And they possessed Samaria and dwelt in the city thereof. So, this king, after this big captivity, they sent people there, these Assyrians, and they mixed with this Jewish. And after this, they, they, we had this uh, Samaritan. So they were not pure Jews. For many Jews, talking to Samaritan, it was like 
they consider them like impure. So it's very important. When, remember when Jesus was in, in John chapter 4 talking with the Samaritan woman, and one moment the lady said, why you, you are Jewish and you are talking with me, a Samaritan woman? And because it was a huge, uh, they were huge enemy. And something very important about this, it's uh, among the most significant difference between Samaritan and Jewish is the side which they believe God chose for his dwelling. Well, the Jewish hold that God chose the Mount Zion uh, in Jerusalem, but Samaritan, they say, they believe he chose the Mount Jezreel. So it was this huge difference between Samaritans and, uh, and, and Jewish. Samaritan was Jewish, they had uh, Jewish blood, but they believed Jesus or, or the Messiah that will come through Samaritan, not for the Jews. So it was a big, a complicated hostility between these two towns. And because of this hostility, many Jews on their way to Jerusalem from Galilee or from Galilee to Jerusalem, they never passed through Samaria. There was an alternative road. I, I will show you a map. This was the, when the Jews, they were tra- traveling in, in Israel, they would take this alternative or traditional route. But when we talk about Jesus, he never took this road. He crossed in the middle of Samaria. And that was something what the people were so angry with Jesus about that. Say, why Jesus eat with Samaritans? Why Jesus eat with Gentile. Why Jesus is not doing what our culture was doing. They were accustomed to take this traditional road. But Jesus, it was there. And this is very important. We need to understand. The Bible say he was walking through Galilee and Samaria. He take a decision. He was, his decision crossed the Samaria to go and find these 10 men. Remember what I say in John chapter 4, verse 9, uh, Jesus talking with the Samaritan or, or the woman of Samaria, and he said, Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which I am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have not dealing with the Samaritan. So when Luke chapter 17 we find this. We, we can see this. Jesus walked through Samaria, and he was to this certain village. And why the Bible, the Bible don't say the name of this village? Because it was not important. The important in this story is the lepers. This encounter with Jesus. So these lepers, they have a... Uh, a skin disease. I, I know you know about this, but leprosy was an inf- infectious skin disease, and this skin disease caused uncleanness to the one bearing to the disease. So you can read later in Leviticus chapter 13. But when one man was with leper or was with this skin disease, the priest took this man and say, you are not clean, you need to go out to the camp. And this is very important because these 10 men, they were sick. They were lepers. 
In Leviticus uh, 13 and 45, the Bible says, And the lepers in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent, and his head bare, and he shall put a covering up on his upper lip, and shall cry, Unclean, unclean, on all days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be uh, defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone without the camp shall his habitation be. So this man, there were people that were living outside the camp. And response to having a skin disease, the priest's role, it was significant. He shall pronounce him unclean or he shall pronounce clean. So these lepers, in Leviticus chapter 13, verse 44, the Bible says, He is a leprous man, he is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head. So these people with this infection, these infected people, were insulated and could not return to the normal society until the priest will declare cleanse or, or clean. Leprosy, it was used uh, in Isaiah as a picture of sin. But this is very important because it was something terrible. Not, it was not only uh, about this disease in their body. It was something uh, very tough for these people because they were sick and they were put away from their family, put away from their possession, put away from their society. And this man, this 10 man, it was there uh, trying to find the answer. Uh, Today, I, wanna, I would like to share with you, I will pass this, I will share with you three lessons we can learn from the grateful Samaritan leper. And I love this phrase, we are quick to pray, but slow to praise. Uh, we are quick to pray, but slow to praise. And, and tonight we will see this, three uh, lessons about what we can learn about this uh, grateful lepers. The first thing is recognize. The leprosy was a worse than other sickness because it brought the body suffering, margination, misery, loneliness, and death. For that reason, when this man there was crying, there was screaming to the Lord, the Bible say they was stood afar off because the law will say they can go and be close to the, the people. They, was, they were very important for them, screaming all the time, I'm clean, I'm clean. So uh, we need to try to imagine this. We are lepers. and You can come back to your house. You can come back to the society. And you need to go and out the city and all the time screaming, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. And I can imagine that many of these people, they lose their family, they lose everything, and they were suffering this, loneliness and death. But something they knew, it was only God could heal them. And for that reason, they start to scream, and they lift up their voice and say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And this is the first thing we can see. They recognize only God that will be the solution in the life. And there was a screaming there. Jesus, Master, have mercy of us. 
The only way when we can have answer is in Jesus. This is the first lesson. We need to recognize that. It's only God. It's only God. In Psalms chapter 121, the Bible says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy food to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he hath kept Israel, shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. And they understand this. They understand it was only the name of the Lord. It was only in the Lord when they will find the answer to their life. So they are far off, screaming to the Lord, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, the Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it, and it safe. Not only when the things are bad, we need to run to the Lord. Uh, seek God all the time. Seek God all the time. He is the answer. And when we talk about gratefulness, many times we forget that. You have money, you have... You had an employee, you, you had a car, you had everything. So you don't have a reason to say, to pray the Lord. But no, we need to remember every day, recognize it's only through him. But the second thing, and I love this point, is renounce. So we need to imagine at this moment, these 10 men, they were crying, screaming, Lord, please have mercy on us. And the Lord says something, and, and we are in Luke chapter 17, in verse 14. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourself unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. So you can imagine at this moment, like if you and me, we are one of these ten men. They scream, Lord, please have mercy on us. And the Lord say, go, show yourself unto the priests. And they start to, I think so. The Bible doesn't say, but I can imagine at that moment, if I was one of them, what is the first thing you do after the Lord say, go and, and present to the priest? You run. So I can imagine at this moment these men run into the, to the priest to show them and they know something. They are cleansed. I don't know how many years these men suffer this sickness. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say that. There were 10 men. I don't know how many years they suffer this sickness. I don't know how many years they are away from their homes, from their family. I don't know how many time they spend away from the city and, and loneliness, but now they are running and they know they are cleansed. And they know they are cleansed and now they can recover everything. You can imagine at that moment, no? They're running 
And in one moment, they know they're 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 clean. They're they're clean. They don't have more the sickness, so they can recover their family. They can come back to their house, their society. You can imagine that moment. I spend a, a day out from the house with without the girls, and I feel like I need to see the girls. You can imagine how long that was that? Years, months? I don't know. But in that moment, they are running. They know they are cleansed. They can. They can come back to their house, their family, their everything. But one of them know that. And the Bible say, he stopped and turned back. Uh, the Bible say, he turned back. He was on the way to the priest to present their body to show the priest. So the priest will see and say, okay, you are clean. You can come back home. Your family is there. You can see again your kids. That's your house. You can come back. But this man decided to turn back. Turn back. He understand the Lord, it was worthy. He understood the Lord, it was more important than all the other things, what we mentioned. He understood the Lord was important. So he was running or walking and they know that and they say, I need to come back. I can't come back to my house now, my family. I need to be with the Lord. And this is a, a huge lesson for our life. Put the Lord in the first place in your life. Put the Lord in the first place in your life. And, and this man understood this. I can come back. I'm clean. I can do it. But I need to come back to the Lord. And the Bible say, in the, in the next verse, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And the Bible put this, no? He was Samaritan. Remember Samaritan Jews? Everybody can imagine, I, okay, if somebody comes to say thank, maybe it's a Jewish. No, it's a Samaritan. And we will see the third lesson here is reverence. He understood it was the Lord, everything in his life. He understood it was all the glory, it was for the Lord. And he start, remember, he start, start screaming far away, but he finished praising the Lord up close. He started screaming, Lord, have mercy on us. But now we see this man in his feet. Luke chapter 17, verse 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was Samaritan. He understood all the glory. It was for God. He understood it was important fell down and say thank you Lord for all what you do what you did in my life 
First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. In due time. He understood it was only Jesus. John 15, 5. Without me, the Lord say, ye can do nothing. The three lessons we can see, but we had a result, the last. The result, there were external healed. The ten were externally healed, but only one was eternally healed. The ten received the heal, but only one come back. And the last part in the verse, the Bible say, and he say unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Hmm? Only one receive eternal salvation. And I, I find this phrase, oops, I find this phrase, whatever seemed calamity happened to you, if you think and praise God for it, you'll turn it into a blessing. Be grateful. And dear brother, we had a lot of things. We had a lot of uh, things to say, uh, to be thankful to the Lord. We can breathe. We can be here. We had AC. It's, it's cold. Huh? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Because you are so good with us. And we can be thankful in our life. And remember, we need to recognize we need to renounce. And the last one, we need to reverence and give the glory to God. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity to share your word, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful portion of the scriptures. Many times we forget And, and many times we are not thankful. Thank you, Lord, for the salvation. Thank you, Lord, for our life, for our family, for the roof, for food. We had a lot of stuff, Lord. We had too much. And you are so good with us, and, and we want to praise you. We want to worship you, and we want to give you all the glory. And we pray in Jesus Christ. Amen.